Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian, a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. Today, we are helping you escape from the grind with a freshly brewed episode about cozy cafes. And joining us to talk about cozy cafes is my friend and former barista, Sabrina Kaiser. I wish, I feel like I should have a coffee pun already to go into, <laughs> yeah. so I'm a huge disappointment. But no, hello, no, no, I'm so it's okay. To be here. I'm sorry that I inflicted a coffee pun on everyone else. Like, I should be apologizing <laughs> for having done that. I loved it. I'm at fault. There's probably a coffee pun way of saying that I'm sorry, but I can't think of it right now. I should have prepared yeah. better for this. <laughs> I'm grounded. Oh. I'm going to ground you. Oh, there I'm we go. I'm going to grind you up. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's, now it's veering into murder. Yeah. <laughs> It's into serial killer territory. <laughs> so before we dive into cozy cafes, which is like a topic that was really overdue, right? I mean, yes. we talked about at one point, like how much we need to bring in talking about warm beverages and teas and coffees. And we never did. But here we are. Yeah, here we kind are. Kind of coming back Halfway to that topic. Into the year, right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Maybe a little more into it. What, what is time? I don't know. Before we do that, though, we're going to talk about what's making us feel cozy this week. All right. So would anyone like to get started? What's making you feel cozy this week? I'll step up to brew. (laughs) (laughs) I don't land. Um, You'll you'll get the pot started? (laughs) We've been waiting to hear this. Oh, there we go. You redeemed yourself totally now. Thank you, Sabrina. Um, So I don't think I've talked about this before. So stop me if I have. But this show got canceled this week, so it's not necessarily a cozy news, but I feel like I should bring it up just to speak of its coziness, because it's not going to be around much longer, um, that Netflix show, Everything Sucks. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So it, oh, that one season's going to be it. That one season's going to be it, but if you haven't seen it already, you should check it out. It's just a great 90s throwback with all you know, the music from at that time and uh the characters are just so lovable and earnest and uh the storylines may really get tad cliche but they had a lot of heart and also it featured a young uh gay female character which is really cool and it's just an all-around feel-good show like after i when i binged it i just felt really good which i don't necessarily after i watch mm-hmm. a lot of tv shows these days i also love, love murder shows and that's not necessarily a cozy feel good <laughs> time so it's just a nice change of pace and so i recommend everyone checking out everything sucks didn't it kind of end on a cliffhanger and it did but it, it like it's a but part cliffhanger part you know it could end there yeah. too kind okay. of thing so there, it'll be satisfying just to watch the one season yeah there definitely was a big cliffhanger i don't want to give it away but in the terms of the love story i felt like that was wrapped up pretty nicely awesome so. yeah well you had representation and, and now you don't yep <laughs> everything <laughs> sucks <laughs> back to the drawing board yeah. sabrina how about you what's making you feel cozy this week well what's been making me feel cozy this week and always really is having a lot of tchotchkes in my living mm-hmm. space so I think the Chashki is highly underrated, and I actually got in a bit of a tiff with a past roommate <laughs> about the value of Chashkis because we had moved into a new apartment and she was buying things that were actually useful, like cutlery. How or, dare she? Yeah, <laughs> kitchen chairs. Who needs those? And I was buying, like, I bought a little teeny, looked like a grandpa shoe, and it has no function. There's, like, nothing that we can do with that, but it's just cute, and it makes you feel, it makes the apartment feel homey and really Recently, yeah. I've been really appreciating my growing collection of tchotchkes, and I just think that it makes a house feel cozy and comfortable. Absolutely. You're yeah. in the right place, because we are totally going yeah, to agree with I you agree. on that. I think, I mean, Matt, we're here in your apartment, and I'm looking around at all your wonderful tchotchkes. Mm-hmm. You have many that I that I admire. You're in a safe space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think if you actually put all of my tchotchkes together, they're all Japanese anime stuff, which tells like a story about me that I feel isn't <laughs> accurate, but... <laughs> Is somewhat of the truth, I guess, nonetheless. I don't know how I got here. It's like a lot of Totoro's and my Konatsuya vinyl toys. What I like about them is that they don't have to serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. I think everybody is always looking for like, how can I make money off of something, or how right. what purpose does this serve? And I like that there's you get nothing out of a tchotchke aside from just the joy of looking at it and yeah. appreciating mm-hmm. its existence and collections. I think yeah. collections are cozy. Exactly, I agree. 
Yeah, I really like cute stuff that is sentimental and is attached to a good memory. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I, I think that's why I have a lot of like pop culture stuff, which is that it's just attached to good memories and good times and feelings. And mm-hmm. I kind of don't relate all the time to these aren't your grandma's tchotchkes because some of those right. like yadros, it's like, what is the actual, aside from knowing that this is a valuable piece right. and it is very pretty, like, is there actually a sentimental attachment to the piece? Mm-hmm. What's the memory of you going to that? Art opening was it? Oh yeah, no, definitely for 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 those things. Yeah, I had I had a an aunt who collected precious moments, which was also really cute. Also, kind of creepy in its own way, but yeah, I think when when there's a theme, like when you have tchotchkes that are only related to a certain mm. theme, that is slightly bizarre. Maybe borderline. There's like some sort well, of well, don't visit my apartment <laughs> during Halloween because it's all bony bunch figurines from Yankee Candle. See, that's fine, like for a holiday themed mm-hmm. period of time, but. The precious moments thing, I think, is weird. It reminds me of that uh, that YouTube series with that guy who's the Long Island mom, which I he has that red wig. Guy. Oh, maybe he's just popular. I don't, I don't know. I think it's Jillian's like the one subscriber. <laughs> no, it's very popular, and he he is a fan of dresses up like in a red wig, big red glasses, and Dame Edna. <laughs> Who is this person? And, and there's this funny bit where he. Uh, finds the precious moments. I feel like it's a Long Island thing, like Long Island moms with the precious moments. Oh. <laughs> 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 the, the card store. They sell them at the card yeah, stores, yeah, too. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll send it to you. Yeah, no, we should post it. We'll post it on the Facebook group. What What are your cha- what tchotchkes do you have? What, what are your favorites? So I have, okay, I went to Brego Springs a few months ago with my boyfriend and his sister, and we went to a little kind of arts and craftsy store, and there were these teeny tiny ants made of wire, and there was an ant that was like a trumpeting ant. So there's a little trumpet made of wire, and then the ant and little like stones that made up the body of the ant. And my boyfriend's sister bought some really beautiful like painting that I felt had more artistic value and so I was embarrassed so we came out of the store and she's like what did you get and I had this like little wire (laughs) trumpeting ant and I love it but I was embarrassed that I bought that and she was like I got this beautiful painting and but then I thought about it and I was like why why is her painting more valuable we should put just as much stock in the value of tchotchkes which is what made me really start to yeah so there's a greater likelihood of you looking at that trumpeting ant and finding joy Exactly. And that person looking at that painting and right. finding joy. Very true. Yeah. It's something that will carry with you. For yeah. Forever. And it'll remind me of being out there. And yeah. it's, yeah, I I actually I look at it every morning and I think That's fond nice. thoughts. Do you, in your head, do you have like a song that it's playing on the trumpet? <laughs> yes. The song changes. And sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes I'll sing, hum along to the song that I imagine it to be playing which is just then I get lost in my own world and then that just kind of devolves into, <laughs> into a little bit of craziness. It's really but. cool. The ant actually was playing at the Beyonce concert at Coachella. It was featured. <laughs> um, Trumpet solo. Who's Post Malone's uh, backup singer. I'm sorry for the ant then. <laughs> What's making me feel cozy this week is 80s music. Mm. I am going down a nostalgic path lately because of the movie Ready Player One. Mm-hmm which I enjoyed and I don't want to fight about it. That's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that movie, has, the soundtrack is like all 80s songs. And um, my, I, I was playing it in my classroom because during points where students are writing or they're doing an activity um, that doesn't require them to you know, be focused and quiet. Although that sounds like writing would be that. But you, you know what I mean. Like you can have some background music. And 80s music is kind of perfect for that because it's so familiar. It's almost as white, noisy, like can mm-hmm. go into the back, fade into the background just as much as classical music or jazz or uh, new age. Mm-hmm. And so what was been so delightful is that like these like aha songs will come on and then mm-hmm. all of my 15 year old students will sing along and it's like, wow, these songs really have They're still coming back. such yeah. an impact. And for me, it's obviously just nostalgia from being a little kid and having those be on the radio and... And just, it's a childhood memory for me, but for them, it just must be like a cool old song, like retro stuff. So yeah, just kind of like, you know, rocking the 80s Pandora station lately. That's making me feel cozy. I'm in a psychic doll first and the call me by your name. Oh yeah, absolutely. To to a rabbit hole of going back in time. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the new order for me, um, Blue Monday has been like the, the most played song from that era at the moment. All right, so I think it's time to move on to cozy locations. 
my cozy location this week is a pop-up shop called Cracked, which huh. is a breakfast sandwich restaurant that is a pop-up in Berkeley. I went there because for my mom's 60th birthday, she visited California and mm-hmm. we took an Amtrak train up to San Francisco. So sweet. And it was, yeah, it was a really lovely trip. Bizarre thing, though, about Amtrak trains, before I get into Cracked, is that when you go to the dining car, which make, brings me back to, like, all of these old, like, strangers on a train, north by northwest mm-hmm. sort of, like, vibes. You, it feels so old-fashioned and, and kind of cool in that way. But you go to have, you know, dinner in the dining car, and they made us sit. So they made my mom and I sit next to each other, not across yeah. from each other. They made you? And then you? they sat, and it's community seating. So they, then they sat people across from us who were strangers. Oh, oh, that's terrible. And you're sitting across from us. So you sort of have to engage because you're looking forward. And so it would be awkward not Mm -hmm. to acknowledge the person sitting across from you. Although I feel like it'd be easier to kind of like have like parallel dinners if we were just sitting across from the person that we came with. Very strange. But they were very nice people. and We had a good conversation. But what I did like about it ultimately is it is like it made me think about like for all the cozies we read and all like the, the plots where you have to make characters encounter each other in a way that's organic mm-hmm. and sudden a dining car on a train still is a place where strangers can meet well there <laughs> and, you go and you have that's to interact with people tip you don't know to the aspiring yeah so if you're writing a cozy you can put them on an amtrak train <laughs> and it may it tracks that if they encounter someone they don't know and they're eating with them Still. There you go. That could be like a speed dating, a new take on speed dating. You just yeah. get on a train yeah. car and then you... This sounds like a reality show we should pitch. <laughs> yeah. And so we travel up to Northern California and I wanted to show my mom Berkeley because the campus is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I looked up on Yelp. This place, this is a pop-up show. Cracked. It's in a bar, like, but it's in the morning. So the bar is closed. So we kind of like got there like a little too early, but they let us in. The guy that runs it, it was like one guy. And then fi- finally, like uh, some, another employee showed up to help. So just like two people and like they were just giving us all this free coffee and uh, while we waited for a sandwich, which, which was amazing. And the most delicious French toast bites Ooh. that I've ever had in my life. Sounds like it's really like you good. just dip it in maple syrup and there, uh, powdered sugar was on it. And it was amazing. I, I mean, I, I'm very much into this like renaissance of gooey um, egg sandwiches that oh, yeah. like I feel like that's like a, a very popular thing these days. Mm-hmm. Um, breakfast sandwiches and places that specialize in it. And it's like one of those places. So it was an actual, uh, like, you know how restaurants sometimes take over a space. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. just a stand or... No, right. No, exactly. They took okay. over this bar space. Okay, got it. So they could serve in the mornings. Nice. And it was awesome. So if you are in, you know, the Bay Area and around Berkeley, I don't know if it's still happening, but that cracked pop-up shop is excellent. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Very cozy. We should do a... I was thinking about this, a spreadsheet of all the cozy... Oh, yeah, no, not even just for the listeners, but selfishly for us, because I'm starting to have to Google into my show notes because I haven't kept any kind of convenient. And I I feel like I'm an organized person, but I don't know why in this case I just have not bothered to be organized. Um, Speed your pants. I know. I I will. One day I will sit down and like listen back, like fast forward through and find everything about like our segment Mm -hmm. topics, but... Right now, it's all crapshoot. I just hope I pick a celebrity that I haven't picked before. Yeah, well, it's, it's really hard. We'll talk about. I'll see that later. Who'd like to go next? What's making you? What's uh? What's your cozy location this week? So a listener recommended this to me. Small Victory. It's a bar in Austin. So when I was visiting there back in March, I put the call out to the cozies, and they came out strong. They always um, do. They they, they, they do. Yeah. They pull through. They really do. It was so lovely to get all those recommendations. So thank you again to all of our listeners in Austin who sent some recs my way. And I wanted to go to all of them, but just I was only there for two or three days. So the time constraints. But Small Victory is a really cute bar in Austin and excellent cocktails. I love a good craft cocktail, but without the pretension. So there was Mm. like it was the people were really nice and really welcoming. We went to the bar. It's a very small bar. It's, it has a almost like a hidden entrance, which you would th- think would be like, oh, God, not this crap again. Like, I have to go through, like, <laughs> some windy thing just Push to a get to, like, a, a, like a $20 billion craft cocktail. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and But it's I think it's just, just how it ended up, the building. is just, I guess, a weird building. And so uh, they ha- still had, like, Christmas lights up, and it was very nice and dark and small. I love small spaces Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that was nice about the bar 
and just a really low key atmosphere where people who are probably in their 30s, 40s, 50s can just get a drink and hang out, but in a cold space. So thank you, Katie, for that recommendation. I will be going back next time in Austin. So, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah that sounds yeah, really small nice. Small Victory, which also is a really cute barn. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. It sounds like the kind of place where people wouldn't be going there for the purpose of like Instagramming themselves being there. Yeah, definitely not. You know, yeah, Austin has a lot of those kinds of spaces, it seems. So it's nice to find a little oasis. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Sabrina? What's uh, your cozy location? My cozy location is also a small space. Mm -hmm. It is, uh, it's called Lestats. It's a little comedy bar type place in San Diego Mm -hmm. where I live. Um, And it's adjacent to a cafe that's really great. And so every Tuesday night, they do a free comedy show at 9 p.m. And it's a teeny tiny space that fits maybe 30, 40 people max. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like a really safe and comforting and like accommodating environment Mm -hmm. for the comedians. So everybody is just kind of there to have a good time. People are, are ready to laugh and not too critical of even the kind of not so great comedians um and people bring their dogs in which is not saying much for san diego because you can bring your dog to dog town dentist in san yeah it's (laughs) you can bring your dog anywhere but (laughs) there's always a nice eclectic mix of of canines in there as well which i think is just cozy and then it's also the clientele is is very diverse so there are young people and old people and people who are clearly on a first date and then you know groups of friends and college kids and and people over 50 and so it's just a nice mix of like it just feels like you're kind of like with a nice cross section of society in there and everybody's just kind of hanging out and ready for a laugh it's a community space yeah exactly which is nice and it's totally free i don't know if i mentioned that but that's that's always that always makes me feel it's ritualistic too because it starts at nine yeah every week exactly so you start to see some regulars there that's cool yeah and some people perform you know every three weeks or so so then you start to follow your favorite comedians so i love a good regular yeah i like to be a regular i like to see the regulars Right. And then sometimes you get a point from a comedian that like has seen you there before and then you feel really special and then you feel kind of pressured to like laugh really hard at their jokes because you're like, they they acknowledge that I'm here. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I hate when people, (laughs) performers make eye contact or because then you feel like you you really have to pay attention. Right. Which you should be, I guess, if you're watching someone perform. (laughs) Right. How dare they demand (laughs) your attention. (laughs) Do big name comedians roll through, or is it mostly local people? It's mostly local. There was a guy about a year ago that had something to do with The Daily Show. I have no idea what his name was, but he definitely... It was certainly obvious that his caliber of comedy was a bit higher than the rest. Mm. Still, I'm truly consistently impressed with a lot of amateur comedians. They can be very, very funny. Yeah. Maybe I'm just too generous with my laughter, but are generally good. I can Mm -hmm. only think of... Honestly, one show I've been to that was sort of unequivocally bad, mm-hmm. but um, and just and even in that case, not everybody in the lineup was terrible. Yeah. So, but you can't beat free. Exactly. So, nope. I think it's time to dive into yeah. what we're here to discuss, which is cozy cafes. Yeah. So to get this conversation started, let's start with the most basic question, which is, in your opinion, what makes a cafe cozy? Like, what constitutes a cozy cafe? I think. It's really difficult to find a cafe, a large cafe that feels cozy for me. So all the the cafes that I'm thinking of that I find to be cozy are all small spaces. Mm -hmm. But there is one cafe in San Diego called Cafe Bassam, and it's it's not it's not so big as to feel cavernous, but it's definitely I wouldn't call it I wouldn't you wouldn't think that it would be cozy based on its size because it is bigger than the average cafe and it is very open. Um, But I think what makes it cozy is the decor. So they've really done a great job of filling the walls with with a kind of strange mix of uh, like old timey photos and then um, some kind of bizarre art. And it's all kind of it's a little bit of his kitschy and it's very, there's a lot of it all over. And I think that to me, that makes, that adds a a layer of coziness. I agree. I think decor is important. Yeah. When I think of all of my, the the cafes I would classify as cozy, I feel like they all similarly, similarly have like a bohemian Mm -hmm. sort of decor. Right. Um, There's a, that modern style that's really popular now of like 
minimalistic decoration, blank white walls, you know, raw wood materials, which I think is beautiful. Yeah. Like those spaces are really pretty. Yeah. There's no denying that. But I wouldn't call them cozy. Right. Because it, those spaces to me end up feeling cold mm-hmm. and lack personality. And, I, and oftentimes I feel like those spaces, like those like really modern chic cafes with like lots of hard angles and white walls, they just... They're more they, meeting spots. They're more meeting spots and they feel like they just want you to get your coffee and go. Yeah. Which to me is like a cozy cafe is a place that draws you in and you want to stay there. And when I was thinking about like cozy cafes that I would list, like I like, I mean, I've mentioned on the podcast before in Los Angeles, there's a place called Bricks and Scones, which has a, you know, a really eclectic set of furniture. It's like, honestly, it just kind of seems like whatever they found on mm-hmm. the street they put in there mm-hmm. and um, all the chairs are different. But like, there's so much. Sp- I I like spacious because you can kind of find a nook. Mm-hmm. I like I like cavernous where you like ha- there's a lot of like little spaces within. Right. A larger space, um, so you can kind of feel like you're out of the way and, and like you can hide. Co- you can hide, right? And same thing with Sabrina and I uh, went to college together, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a a cafe called Espresso Royale. It's like a chain within college campuses, but it's particularly big in Champaign, Urbana, Illinois, and even that place. Like my favorite. Espresso Royale location was had two levels. And on that second level, you could really just hide away. Another factor for me is noise. Like a yes. cozy cafe to me is a place that isn't like quiet, mm-hmm. but it's not loud. And the biggest thing is music. Oh, God. Like no blaring music. <laughs> yeah. It's a place where like... It's a big problem if they're in play- LA. Yeah, if they're playing music, it's like at a reasonable volume. It's not like blasting and I can't think. Yeah, I think for me, I like to go unnoticed in cafes, mm-hmm. but I also like to have some sense of familiarity with the barista. So it's not where, um, you know, I, if I don't want to talk to them, I don't have to. But it's also when they see, haven't seen me in a long time, we'll chat. And it's right. a wanted conversation. I enjoy it. I like seeing them. And I, it, my cozy cafe doesn't necessarily have to be um, like a bohemian style, which they often are, but I'm thinking particularly in Baltimore of this cafe called the Evergreen Cafe. It was near Loyola, and mm-hmm. it was, I think it's probably more of a student-oriented cafe, and it was so, like, unassuming, just completely all, like, wooden tables. Probably some of them are sticky on occasion, like, just student flyers, and it wasn't necessarily anything fancy or special, but you could get a good latte, the breezes were always like were really nice. When I said I was moving, they were sad to see me go. You know, it's just a place where I could go and work and I could concentrate, no blaring music. But if you look at the space, you know, Google pictures, it you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to go there. It's just so, it mm-hmm. just seems so mm. ba- basic and not really like necessarily cozy or inviting. But for me, I just think a cafe is a place where people can go and work and just be in their head and get a good food, good, good drinks. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all you really ask for out of a cafe. And feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And feel comfortable. And I always felt really comfortable going there. So, but I agree with the aesthetic. I went to a cafe called Eightfold Coffee yesterday in Echo Park. And I would always walk there because I live in walking distance and for my morning coffee. But it's all so minimalistic. We're literally white walls with um, artwork that's a white canvas <laughs> framed <laughs> and concrete slabs. It's super bright cacti everywhere, like a typical right. Los right. Angeles cafe. So I've actually struggled to find cozy cafes in Los Angeles. And when I was thinking today, I'm like, what crap am I going to mention in LA? I, I'm kind of at a loss. Yeah. I, I, Bricks and scones is the only thing that comes to mind for me. Yeah. Because oftentimes those places, those like modern places, uh, like I, I'm thinking of go get them tiger. For example, they have amazing coffee. The coffee is great, mm-hmm. but to me, the quality of the coffee is not does not a cozy cafe make. Yeah, like, the, the places that I really go to when I really want an amazing cup of coffee, mm-hmm. in particular, like I think in LA, a lot of shops are really good at cold brew. Yeah, um, those places come up like Go Get 'Em Tiger, um, the place you just mentioned, but like or Dinosaur Junior. Mm-hmm. Is that a band or is that, isn't that also? I think it's a band too, I think. <laughs> it's also a coffee shop. I'm not crazy, right? Or is it, it's, it's called Dinosaur Coffee. Yeah, I think it's just Dinosaur. It's not Dinosaur Junior. <laughs> that's just a band. Uh, <laughs> they open up their shop, own <laughs> coffee shop. But I like Dinosaur. It's like, it's, it's like a really great um, 
coffee shop. They have amazing mm-hmm. coffee. And actually, I, I kind of like the decor mostly, but it's still a little too stark. Well, I also thinking about cafes in LA, there's one cafe called Stories. It's a bookstore, but yeah, part bookstore, part cafe. But there's always the same group of people or people in Echo Park who go there. And I don't like cafes that always have the same gang of people. Because yeah. then you feel like you're intruding mm. on their right. space. Oh, yeah. Stories. I like stories. Yeah. But you're right. It's hard to get a seat there. Yeah. And because the same people go all the time. So if you're new to the cafe, it's kind of like, you know, am I taking someone's seat? Is it like the gang spot? <laughs> you know? And so I think that's probably a common problem throughout the United States with cafes if it's like, maybe a neighborhood cafe that's more ideal. People kind of take it over and they're the same damn people who are like, do you have jobs? Or <laughs> <laughs> Do they like turn and look at you? Like when the door opens, it, it everybody's ki- like, Who's it that? is kind of awkward. Like sometimes I walk around and I'm looking for a spot and it does feel like I can't yeah. infiltrate and that makes me anxious. Right. So that's another thing. I don't like cafes that are too local mm-hmm. and people will make you feel welcome. Yeah. And when I would visit New York, um, and my partner was living in Crown Heights, I always loved a cafe. And like, I'm now I'm like blanking on the name. I think it was called Brooklyn. <laughs> I think I really think it was, mm-hmm. but it was. I think the vowels were missing. Yeah, Bicklin, <laughs> which seems appropriate. I don't know, but um, it was actually really cozy, and because it was never the same people, and it really felt like it was like there for who need it was it was like the room of requirement of cafes mm-hmm. it was like whoever needs this cafe yeah. there's space for you here and there was always somewhere i could sit mm-hmm. and it actually it was not very big but they really used their space well i think i think coffee shops in new york are good at that yeah um, cuz they usually real estate's at a premium and they're good at like finding a way to maximize seating um, mm-hmm. at least the good good ones are and uh, the only pet peeve i had about that place is that so many people decided that it would be their home office oh yeah. and like it's not good Every time I would go, one person would do a conference call. And I just no. like, why? That's so Why are you on speakerphone? Did anybody like address them or like? No, no, no. I mean, I think headphones are your best friend in that situation. So I would yeah. just like put my headphones in and try to ignore it. I'm just not confrontational. So if, if someone did, it was not going to be me. Mm-hmm. I will I will let yeah. any number of injustices <laughs> yeah, a lot of injustices. fall upon me before I I'll say injustice again. just to avoid confrontation. But, um, yeah, I, I would never. Yeah. I will just suffer in silence. Thank you very much. I want to coordinate somebody like coming up to you to like drink your coffee or something. You just be like, sure, I bought that for you. Yeah, yeah here you go. For me, another thing is when they do uh, like a limit on the Wi-Fi time. Yes. There's nothing, yeah. nothing communicates we want you to leave more than right. like a timer. A, a bomb timer going on, off yeah, on the Wi-Fi. Like, <laughs> I get it. You want turnover. You want people to be able to use the space beyond those, those jerks who do set up yeah. shop like for way too long as if it's their home office. And I get it. Those people are, are annoying. But don't let them. It's just like, you know, it's just like when you're a teacher, you're a student and the, te- and the teacher uh, punishes the whole class because one kid is talking. It's like right. that is not how justice works. You cannot hold us all accountable for one person's problem like just address those i people. would love to hear you giving this speech to the yeah. <laughs> to the barista <laughs> that's not appropriate way for justice to be doled out. <laughs> um, but with wi-fi i also like when they put the wi-fi password at the checkout because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than me going like where's the wi-fi exactly. like i like you know <laughs> sidling up to the thing i feel so bad like i'm Getting something for free right. or I'm like a little slime ball <laughs> or something where I have to go up and ask. So because sometimes yeah. I act irritated, so I don't want to bother anyone. So I like when it's yeah. out there. Yeah, and as the barista, it'd be really annoying to have to like, you know, you're Repeat in the it. middle of doing stuff. Right. And then yeah. you say it's capital R, T, Z, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your um, stories from the trenches? Oh, my God. What are some, well, because have you worked at multiple cafes? No, so that's, I feel like I have a very limited perspective of what it is to be a barista because I've only worked at Starbucks and I worked the morning shift. So I was starting at 4.30 a.m. And I was in the drive-thru. So it was kind of the worst of all cafe worlds. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. I can say that was the least, it was my least favorite job I've ever had. It was pretty awful. Matt came to see me. (laughs) It was not cozy. And the cafe in that Starbucks, like the cafe space wasn't cozy. It was a train Um, station. 
It was right next to a train station. Yes, it was. So everyone was a, probably really like irritable. Exactly. People were late. People were running off to work. Um, and then there were women who would come through the drive-through, who it was a very it was an affluent neighborhood, and so women would come through the drive-through and order. This happened on my second day. A woman came through and said, "I'll have the Lori Trio," and I just <laughs> said, to her, "I don't know what that is." And then she's like, "Oh, you're you must be a newbie." And she went through what the Lori Trio was, and. And, you know, people, I mean, it was like they people joke about like half soy, two and a half yeah. Splendas. That is not an exaggeration. There was a woman who would order her drink and she wanted me to shake out half of a Splenda. Oh my God. And then she'd sip it and say, like, uh, it tastes like three Splendas instead of two and a half. And so it was just, and I am horrible working in customer service. Some people are able to just like yeah. kind of run with that and be like, yeah okay I'll, I'll make it over and i would always get really aggressive and this mean is in, this, <laughs> is <in Illinois. laughs> this was yeah this was in skokie yeah skokie just north of chicago wow. yeah so that was not the most pleasant experience i had somebody swear at me because he was pointing this would also happen very often people point at the pastry case <laughs> and because of the perspective you can't tell yeah. what they're pointing at so i said sir if you could just read the name card on that pastry that would help me out and then he mumbled it and I asked him to repeat it and he asked if I was deaf <gasps> and the, yeah and then he was upset about the transaction with the money and he swore at me and my manager was standing right there and did nothing which I feel like wouldn't you're happen s- at no. a smaller you're less setting corporate. a frightening precedent <laughs> if you're just allow people come in swear about pastries exactly yeah it was really really terrible and you know they he just he believed completely in customers right kind of philosophy so oh um, that's not very cozy no. did, did, did you have a favorite drink you like to make for customers or for myself sorry <laughs> for for you know, try to save the just in general <laughs> sorry that, Share one that positive veered away from had. coziness in a, in a pretty dramatic way um let me think of actually i did have a few customers that made the whole experience worth it oh. yeah they they brought coziness to my life in an own in an uncozy time they yeah there were a few that were just very pleasant always and you know would ask about your day even if they were in a rush or even if there was a line and um, yeah and they'd just you know dole out some nice little compliments about oh you made this extra like this is an extra tasty mocha frappuccino today yeah that was that was lovely yeah (laughs) <laughs> that makes me like reflect on like I don't think I've ever given a Starbucks barista a compliment. Yeah, I know. Maybe I should. Those poor people. It means a lot. They, they have to really... they have to slave over making unicorn frappuccinos yeah. and oh tell God. people yeah. that we're out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Nary a compliment. Yeah, I should I think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I should definitely I should work at a normal, like not normal, but a better working environment like a oh, cafe that isn't a starbucks basically yeah. mm-hmm. because i think that would redeem the barista experience for me so when you when you were working there was there a drink that you'd make for yourself i usually made i really enjoyed the hazelnut syrup <laughs> they have at starbucks <laughs> so you just mainline the syrup yeah no, no, i would just no drink, drink yeah. shots of syrup <laughs> basically with a little whipped cream on top which we put vanilla in this is an insider secret. If you pump vanilla syrup into the whipped cream and then you shake it, that's why it's so delicious. Mm-hmm. People have oh. commented on how addictive it is. It's because there's a little bit of vanilla oh. in there. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> Any other trade secrets you can share? You, well, you, well, did you, did you have to learn about coffee? Because remember you had, when you first got that job, you had like a coffee passport that yes. you memorize. We had to learn about what the different, like the dark roast versus the blonde roast mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, I actually don't, I'm, I'm more of a tea drinker. I don't really drink coffee, but mm-hmm. in the interview, mm-hmm. I had to really play up. I had to pretend like I was a huge coffee addict. So they were asking me things about what my favorite coffee was, and I was just, you know, fabricating stories Regular. about yeah, <laughs> just Can't the get that job. Yeah. just the uh, yeah, the drip coffee is delicious. Uh, what, I just, so. just need someone to know how to work the machines. Or do you have to really have a true passion for coffee? See, you would think that that wouldn't be a prerequisite, but they in the interview they did ask. That's so weird. Yeah, it was. It was very. It was focused a lot, like disproportionately in my in my opinion, 
on like what, why Starbucks, like why coffee, why a cafe environment? What is it about? Like what, what new ideas could you bring to the table oh, about? Jesus. Yeah, it was, it was really just a little extra. I know. Take it very seriously. Yeah. 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 So what is your go-to order in a cafe? Is it, what, what type of tea then do you like to order? I will usually try to get if they have a tea if they have a tea that I haven't tried before then I'll I'll do something like that. At Starbucks I would do the vanilla rooibos tea a lot and then whenever people would order we had the passion tea and if they wanted it hot mm-hmm. they would order a hot passion tea and that was like <laughs> the big excitement of the day for us baristas to get to giggle about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and then I I do drink chai tea quite a bit and then just Really, I I haven't met a tea I didn't like. <laughs> That's a nice sentiment. Yeah, I feel like it's on your bio or something. <laughs> I feel like, I don't like my gateway to. I always I've been drinking coffee since high school, but early on with a lot of cream and sugar, and then that sort of like transitioned into mochas. Like in college, I feel like all of my weight gain was around just mainlining mochas, like one <laughs> after another, to like study. And, yeah, and drink those and. It's chocolate, like what's what's not to love. But then I don't think I've honestly like a, now a mocha is a treat, like mm-hmm. a dessert drink. I occasionally mm-hmm. will order like maybe like a handful of times a year. But it's kind of just like I'm I'm a boring adult now. I'm just it's like black coffee, yeah, yeah, hot or like a cold brew. I like nitro cold brews can be good, but I feel like they also upset my stomach so much mm-hmm. because they're just too powerful. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it just destroys my entire gastrointestinal system. Uh, I I love a good vanilla latte. Mm-hmm, I was yeah. if I go to Starbucks, I always get an extra shot mm-hmm. to like jazz it up. I think you know, I vanilla lattes can be indulgent, but yeah, mostly black coffee these days. And if I'm feeling like I want to treat myself, a nice warm vanilla latte. Well, as you know from mm-hmm. On What Grounds, that's a really girly drink, Jillian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those lattes. <laughs> Basic girl. <laughs> Did you find that like in Starbucks, people would like feel like they had to order a certain thing? Like there was like a gendered coffee drink. Yes, definitely. And, and if guys ordered a latte, they'd have to like almost apologize or joke about it. Yeah. Men would come in and kind of like whisper their order. If it wasn't just a black coffee, they'd be like, can I get a, can I get a pumpkin spice? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So silly. That, that would also happen with the frappuccinos. People Gender is a prison. <laughs> Say that pumpkin spice latte with pride. Yeah, no, they people were definitely. Um, yeah, there were there were definitely men that would come in, and and it was obvious that, or they would make it very very clear that they were ordering for their wife or for their girlfriend. They'd say, "Oh, what you know." Allie sent me in here to get her blah, blah, blah. And I, I would always wonder, like, I think half the time they really were just ordering it for yeah. themselves. And they were like, yeah, ordering for a friend. In your opinion, what is the coziest chain for coffee or tea? Like I'm thinking like Starbucks or Pete's coffee, coffee bean, bean and tea, tea leaf. Dunkin Donuts. Have you heard of caribou coffee? Yeah. I love caribou coffee. I think it's like that nice. is the only mm-hmm. cozy chain. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. also just more refined, it seems like, than the other chains. The decor is like log cabiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the little touches they do, like if you order a mocha there, they put a little chocolate covered coffee bean on top of the lid. That's cute. Oh, for you to enjoy nice with it. Nice touch. Yeah. It's they're always very nice in there. I've, mm-hmm. I've never had a bad caribou coffee experience. Yeah. And the people who work there seem generally like happy and yeah. pleasant. I, yeah. And things like that. They're not getting shouted out unicorn this, right. pumpkin right. butt, <laughs> <you> know, whatever. <laughs> they have a dark chocolate mocha that's amazing. Yeah. But they like they closed all the locations that I used to go to. Now I feel like it only it, it still exists and it's around, but it's much rarer. Mm-hmm. In North Carolina, they they're still they're alive and still well. Still kicking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the suburbs of Chicago, they all closed them down. I think they turned them into Pete's. Mm-hmm. And um but they're still exist. They still exist in, in pockets in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they should. There should be more of them. There should. Be. But what I'm hearing from your silence is that chains are not cozy. Period. Which I think is valid. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I would agree with that. Are there? I've heard that there's there are cat cafes now here in yes. LA. Is yes, yes, I'm glad you brought that up. There is. Yeah, I have not done that. Really? Like they're by appointment. You have to sort of reserve a spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think it's so that I guess it's not it doesn't get overcrowded and mm-hmm. you know so the cats don't get stressed out right. and so people can enjoy the cats because if there's too many people in it, like yeah, someone's gonna hog all the cats. You know, so <laughs> it it does seem like a hygiene issue. Like I I, I do worry about <laughs> the level of you know. 
foodborne illnesses that would take place at a, at a cat cafe. But uh, yeah, the only I've been to a cat cafe in Tokyo and mm. nobody I would say maybe 20 percent of the people in the cafe were actually ingesting anything. And mm-hmm. the rest of the people were just there to see the cats. Yeah. And I did feel like the thing about a cat cafe, it was fantastic. It was a wonderful experience. And I I highly recommend it. But I felt a little bit self-conscious about people watching me interact with the cats. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you speak to animals, you might use, like, a goofy voice or, Mm -hmm. you know, you call them things. And just, I don't know, I felt very observed by the rest of the people in the cafe. But aside from that, it was a wonderful experience. It's like, this girl keeps calling the cat a silly fur butt. (laughs) Fur butt. What's wrong with her? (laughs) Speaking of uh, Japanese-themed cafes, that's a thing in East Asia, like, just, like, solidly like total themed cafe like mm-hmm. uh when i was living in korea a lot of the cafes like centered around like a like a certain concept and very famously in, in japan you have the uh maid cafes right which are cafe. yes not cozy they really just allow geeks to fulfill a certain sexual fantasy around getting served by a maid Oh geez. Yeah. And so like she comes around and I think I think a lot of the guys and girls, I think girls go too, but like they like a, they they uh form attachments to these like kind of performers and like they get mm-hmm. tips and they get followings and they have like trading cards. Like you go to see your 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 maid. Your maid. Oh my god. Yeah. I I was visiting uh Tokyo and my, one of my old friends from high school was like just generous enough to sort of translate while we went to a maid cafe. Also, she was amazing because of her deadpan delivery of what the maid was saying. So it's like she's like the maid was like making all these movements with a heart and the heart going into the drink. And then she just deadpans. She says she's putting love into your drink. Wouldn't do it again, but it was a unique cultural experience. Mm-hmm. And they have, I think they have a similar thing with men. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I forget what those are called. Not they're not butler cafes. Butler I think it's cafe. <laughs> that seems a lot more inviting or interesting. Yeah, it does. Not like sexed up butlers, but a nice like grandpa who comes. I've heard defenses of these establishments as like being just more about like like just role play, role play fantasy, and not not nothing nefarious. But I I, I don't think you can really escape the <laughs> fetish aspect of it. Anyway, something. I, so I kind of regret bringing that up, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> to pivot a little bit away from that. Um, <laughs> I think, okay, so part of what I loved, I loved about going to the cat cafe was that, you know, they say that petting an animal lowers your blood pressure and it makes mm-hmm. you feel calm, it makes you feel at peace. And the same is true about holding babies. So I wonder, I think there, I haven't thought this through yet, I think there might be a lot of problems with this, but having a baby cafe yeah. where you go and there are just, you know, little babies that you can kind of cuddle while you sip your coffee, I think would actually be kind of a cozy cozy idea what do you think would this be like an orphanage where you could adopt yeah, them if you like... form, a, form a bond sure yeah <laughs> i'm not opposed to that sounds humane <laughs> yeah. well i've also in la a few cafes that are family cafes where they have a play section oh, yeah. oh okay and there's one in eagle rock where everyone always i didn't know it was a kid cafe or it's very family friendly and i was sitting there so trying to the do creep. work yeah and they're like <laughs> i go oh, well and Jillian was in a McDonald's, and that was a play place. Yeah, where's my McCafe? <laughs> McCafes are the coziest. Don't get me started. All right. Um, any other final thoughts on cozy cafes? We ended on such a positive note talking about these weird <laughs> niche cafes. I, I apologize. That is totally my Boston fault. Boston has fault. a lot of great cafes. Yes, Good Bo- cafes. Ooh, yeah, Boston has great cafes. I do want to shout out like, a, a cafe in Baltimore that I before oh. we stop talking about this, uh, which is called The Bun Shop. Oh, yeah. So good. Again, they're more famous for their sweet and savory pastries, as you can tell by the name of the, the establishment. Mm-hmm. But again, what I loved is that there was ample seating. Mm-hmm. It was just easy to find a seat. And the, the employees were so kind and generous and easy to talk to. And it really just felt like you could stay there as long as you needed to, as long as you're not being excessive. I, I limit my time to two hours if I'm at a cafe, personally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think anything beyond two hours is like squatting in a, in a space. But, mm-hmm. um, Their coffee would actually make my heart race. Very yeah, strong coffee. It was very strong. <laughs> so if you're in Baltimore, or check bun out shop. the bun shop. Um, Lots of great cafes in Baltimore too, yeah, actually. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like East Coast cafes 
sort of by virtue of like all of the brick and the weather. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The weather like, can't really go wrong. Part, yeah. Kind of end up feeling cozier than again, all of the white walls and wood and cacti. So many in, cacti in LA cafes. And white marble in LA. Yeah. <laughs> Not so cozy. I can't think of too many cozy cafes in Chicago. Am I just, am I, you know, I, I was thinking of that too. Like I, I, could, I thought of places that I would go to a lot, but I couldn't really think of any, any places that really stood above the rest. Yeah. And even after th- going to school there and like living there, like right. I can, couldn't think of any. And you would think because again, because of the weather, yeah. people just hole up in cafes, but that's kind of an untapped. There was a place in Lincoln Square I would go to and enjoy, and I still go back and occasionally, but like it's the space is so small. They have mm-hmm. like six tables. And so I would never get to sit there. Like I can't do any work there because there's nowhere to sit. Yeah. And that's where I feel like it can be too small. It's like if I can't right. actually feel like I have a place here, right. It doesn't I'll never form an attachment to the cafe because I'm just buying my drink and leaving. Do you think someday they'll come out with standing cafes where there are no seats? You know, there's a big craze about, you know, you're not supposed to sit for... Maybe after the baby cafes <laughs> yeah. become popular, but then, then we'll move on to standing cafes. Maybe there'll be a hybrid baby standing cafes. Yeah. <laughs> so like a lot of accidents could... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to... <laughs> Wow, if if Jillian's making the transition, (laughs) things have taken a dark turn. So now that we are distraught from imagining standing baby cafes, let's discuss celebrities that calm us. Who who will we discuss today on celebrities that calm us? Who would like to get started? Who who? Who who? I guess I'll get started. Okay. Get started, Um, Jillian. (laughs) I don't know if I've said her before. I I feel like we never know if we're repeating, but... Um, Jennifer Garner. Have oh, yeah. said her? I don't know. Uh, I agree, though. I, you know, actually, I'm really glad you brought her up. Well, because I saw Love Simon after it's been out yeah, for like yeah. two months or something. Finally saw it last night, and I was just thinking when I saw her talking to Simon, I thought, "Wow, she must be a great mom to have." I thought the same <laughs> thing. She seems so authentically yeah, like a mom, a really caring yeah, and see that. sweet. I don't know. Yeah, she gave off. Mo- Mom vibes. She's wearing like really always hard. big fluffy sweaters, it seems. Yeah. I just want to mm-hmm. give her a hug. <laughs> and she just is a generally like, I know she's been portrayed in the celeb world as probably like St. Jennifer. She has to deal with, you know, who. But, that um, back tattoo. Yeah. And it's, it's easy for her, I guess, to see her as this like really lovable, perfect person when you side by side. But I think generally she does seem to be really down to earth, very mm-hmm. sweet. There's, I've never had. Ha- a role that I didn't like of her that I could think of. She always hits the nail on the head, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, yeah, absolutely. L- Love Simon. Her performance was like so warm, so warm. Yeah, so she warm she was the standout genuine. in that movie. Yeah, she did a really great job. I actually even thought the whole I think Josh Duhamel did a great job yeah. too. Their their mm-hmm. dynamic was really great too. I thought. Yeah, it felt very mm-hmm. authentic. Yeah, it did. I can they imagine were, them married. They were not annoying parents. Well, I hope they get together in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Are they both single? They are. They they both been dumped by other celebrities. <laughs> yes, this is their this is their moment. Yeah. Uh, for me, my cozy celebrity is Lisa Kudrow. Okay. I yeah. was thinking of like what shows or f- movies were centered in cafes, uh-huh. and of course, immediately I thought of Friends and the Central Perk. And I honestly don't watch Friends. I never really got into that show. I mean, I, I've, I've I'm not under a rock. I've seen I've seen Friends, but um, I just never watched it religiously but what i love her from is romeo and michelle's high school reunion yes and especially the comeback yeah she's great in that. and why she's cozy to me is again i feel like all of my cozy picks come back to like they are good at what they do like she (laughs) is really reliably funny and smart Mm -hmm. and delivers like the right pitch of performance Mm -hmm. and she's i think she's incredibly versatile like especially if you compare like her performance as phoebe Mm-hmm. to a lot of the other stuff she's done. Like, you you recognize, like, how much of a performance Phoebe is. Right. Because, honestly, when I would watch Friends, Phoebe would annoy me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's that's by design. She's not. Right. She's supposed to be kind of irritating right. and wacky. And I don't, I love Valerie Cherish and, and the comeback. Yeah, and she's just a, a calm celebrity, too. Yeah. She right. just comes across as very authentic and interviewed. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And that's really nice. And she's, I think, only... She's been with her husband for a really long time. I, yeah. Cel- I, celebrities that calm me are, 
or find cozy have just very settled personal lives. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Sometimes it doesn't always line up for me, but they tend to have a theme of just being very centered. I think she was the commencement speaker maybe a couple of years ago. I can't remember where. But I was really impressed with her speech. It was like she's she's a thoughtful person. She's intelligent. Mm-hmm. She was inspiring without being kind of cheesy. I just really, I she spoke to me. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. So my cozy celebrity, her personal life is not, um, it's certainly, it certainly is tumultuous. So not, I'm diverting a little bit from <laughs> the choices that you guys made. Um, but I find I'm on like a Coachella hangover after live streaming it last night. And I think Beyonce. We're so into Coachella. We love it. <laughs> Baychella. <laughs> this is, this is immediately going to date this episode because this is going to come out like s- several weeks from now. <laughs> So remember back when four weeks ago remember Coachella back happened. When Coachella happened, that's when we were recording. Yeah, and this is also the first weekend of Coachella. So who knows what's going to happen Co- next? Coachella. Saturday. I have no connection to Coachella. I never really did. But then, like looking at the lineup, like honestly, Beyonce is the only person I even recognize yeah. on the lineup. I don't. Yeah. I, I to me, it's like I'm officially old. I don't know musical artists anymore. Yeah. What are the youth listening to? I don't know. Who are these people? <laughs> they all have I'm funny names. I'm okay with that. Like I'm kind of, I'm, I feel okay that I like don't well, that's know. A, yeah, that's especially okay. an old feeling, which is like, I don't even care. These <laughs> Who names are these are whippersnappers? Yeah. <laughs> this music's probably bad. <laughs> but I find Beyonce to be cozy because she appeals to people across party lines, across gender, across age. You know, I feel like if you were at Thanksgiving dinner, with the family, you know, if a, an argument were about to be erupted, you put on Beyonce and everybody can just, like, appreciate her and focus on her greatness. And, and, and everyone will break into the single ladies dance. I won't yeah, everybody knows that song. Everybody loves that song. It's just mm-hmm. so she just she brings people together, which I find to be a yeah. cozy attribute. In this in this topsy turvy world, there are a few things that we can all agree on. And I feel like one of them is Beyonce. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's an excellent choice. Thanks. I'm surprised it took that long for somebody to pick her. <laughs> All right. So time to Guess put the so. closing sign on the cafe. Oh. As it were. That's not impressive. <laughs> you you like said, oh, that's an impressive like cafe pun. I, it, it, it took no thought. Oh, sweet. <laughs> All right. So candle review. We are burning a Yankee candle pumpkin buttercream Ooh. candle. I, I really tried to go through my collection and find something that was coffee scented. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think I, I really do love coffee scents. Yeah. And so call me crazy. I think <laughs> I'm the only one who likes the scent of the smell of coffee. Well, buttercream is a cafe. Kind yeah. of. That's what I felt like. I was yeah. like, this is something yeah. you could buy at a cafe. It's That's like a pastry. True. And a lot of cafes offer pumpkin flavored. Right. Treats. It's a little out of season. A you know, because I, I mean, when I got this, it was fall, you okay. know. But um, we're gonna we're gonna roll with it. Pumpkin buttercream. The official uh, description from Yuki Candle describes it as buttercream gets a spicy twist. A traditional recipe of pumpkin, vanilla, cinnamon, and clove. Oh. So what do we think? What do we think about Yuki Candle pumpkin buttercream? I like it. Me too. I want to eat it. it yeah. reminds me of, I, I know I bring up your Baltimore apartment like every single day, but I, it just reminds me of it. Yeah, I burned a lot of fall scented candles in that place. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of all I burned there. Yeah. Oh yeah, that adds to um, the coziness. It kind of sounds like a lotion. I was gonna say flavor scent. I guess I like get I, that. Yeah, I think the cream maybe is. Yeah, is giving you I, I kind of want to like melt the wax and like rub it all over myself. <laughs> <or something. laughs> I don't know. Have at it. We'll rush you to the emergency room. <laughs> yeah. What did you put all over your body? It feels like a signature Yankee Candle scent. It's kind of like overpowering in a way, but um, in a way I enjoy, I really like their food sense. It has that kind mm-hmm. of like spicy yeah, edge to it that I enjoy. It, it's, it smells like something's actually baking in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Mm. So I, I'll give it a wick. I'll give it, I would say a wick as well. So, so Sabrina, just to explain the rating system, like you can give it one week, w- w- one week. <laughs> A wick a week? A wick a week. You know, one wick a week. <laughs> you can give... <laughs> Sometimes I just veer into Mickey Blue Eyes. Get the hair out of here. I love that. <laughs> about it. Oh, um, I love that movie. The week. Oh, is uh, that the candle that's burning right now? Yeah. Okay. Do you smell it? 
Sabrina's not enjoying this. She's Sorry. like, oh, yeah, it smells great. Whatever you say. No, I thought you were talking about just the name of the kitchen. Oh. I, I should have put it together with that's one that's burning here, but I don't. Do you, maybe my olfactory senses are subpar, but I don't. We're closer to it. Maybe it doesn't okay. have a great throw. Oh, now, I, now I'm catching a whiff. Okay, so, so, the, so the, the throw is kind of just like, a, it, it's very localized. So that's something mm-hmm. to note. It okay. doesn't really throw that far into the corners of the room. When we record, we have our guests go into the far corner of the room. We kind of scream <laughs> at them. I like um, your, the terminology, too, the throw of a candle. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, oh, I've, yeah, I've been learning a lot on the job. I've, wow. I mean, I've exhausted all of my candle terminology on this podcast. <laughs> Truly. Trim wick throw. I, I, that's it. Like, I'm... I, he, he, I, I, oh, Matt, Matt taught me that. It's like, I taught you two words. Like, I have <laughs> know nothing else about candles. Well, um, something. <laughs> it's something. Yeah, I, I yeah. So it, the the throw is kind of like cl- a, cl- a cloud of scent around the smell the space. Yeah, the smell space. Okay, the smell space. What a great name for a cafe. On <laughs> <laughs> a scale of half a wick to a wick or no wick at all, how many wicks would you give Whoa. this candle? Can I give it three quarters of a wick? Sure. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go Why with not? that. So we have two yeah. and three quarters. All right, so a two and a quarter wick. Yeah. So this this is a this is a good day for Yankee Candle. It is. <laughs> They're coming yeah. back. <laughs> Can I, like I ask it. what like the the candles that you've rated half a wick or no wicks? Was it the smell or was it the the name of the candle? Well, or I think some I think we're pretty transparent oh. about this that we have a certain scent palette. Okay, yeah. and like, I don't like flowery. Right, we both don't like flowery or perfumey candles. Mm. Okay, and so typically when we attempt to burn them, those are the ones that get low ratings. Or okay. if it's like a really cloying scent that's just sort of like, you know, the kind of overpowered bathroom candle type okay. smell. Right. Those yeah. would get uh, a low rating too. Okay. We're generally yeah. pretty easy to please. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on that note, if anyone wants to send candles our way. Oh God, yes. <laughs> I'm digging through my candle cabinet. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. You know, it's it's a it's a red flag when we're burning fall candles. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I need May. to bring more candles. Yeah. We'll figure we'll we'll, we'll survive. I'll send you yeah. guys a please don't the inspired San Diego candle. Oh, it'd be wonderful. They exist. Mm. Oh. There you go. Or you can donate to the GoFundMe for candles for the All Things Cozy podcast. Oh. <laughs> well, that about does it for this week. Sabrina, if people want to follow up with you or follow you online, I mean, could they find you anywhere if they wanted to? Or I am not online at all. No, that is, and that's the coziest <laughs> response of all. Not even kidding. What Sabrina is doesn't this want face, your attention. What's the Facebook? I don't know what it is. No, I am on Instagram. Okay. Um, it's S B R I K 27. It's my name. It's terrible. That was my Gmail from when I was like eh. 17. Um, yeah. So you want to email her or you follow want, her yeah, on Instagram? Exactly. It's all <laughs> S brick 27. <laughs> Lori Trio will come find yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. So, and you can find us at all things cozy podcast on Instagram and Facebook and join the group, join the group. You know, we're, we're, we're growing and we'd love we to are. have you. Um, yeah. and if you have time over your brew in the morning, you know, and you're feeling generous, we always appreciate a five-star review and only a five-star yeah. review <laughs> on Apple podcasts. So, you know, please, please do that. That would make us feel cozy. You should have people review you in Wix. Oh, if I only. feel like, yeah, they yeah. That probably, probably get half a wick. Yeah, they'd be con- <laughs> yeah cause I feel like cause sometimes, well, it took me like five episodes to get the wick, which sounds bad because it's actually pretty simple, but I could see us getting zero. Oh, I think the rating <laughs> system is terrible. I mean, I, there, no, I, I could see that plummeting us down. I, w- I mean, like, I was just thinking about this other day, like, we should change the rating system to like, sort of like a consensus, mm-hmm. and either we give it a wick or... A kick or like, like it's like, oh, is this going to get a, a, wick or a, kick? a wick or a, a lick? I mean, there's got to be some like, listen, I'm writing this on the fly. <laughs> the kick's good. A wick or wick it or kick it out. I don't, I don't know. But, we'll, we'll, we'll play around. Well, well, this needs some more workshopping, but a consensus vote versus like a weird number thing. Yeah, that seems reasonable, but. Listen, we're always evolving and, and improving and as a podcast. Appreciate suggestions. Yes. Um. <laughs> And people will write in, stop. Yeah. Just stop. 
Okay. And that does it for this week. Um, thank you, Sabrina, for joining us. Thank you yes. so much for thank having me. Thank you for me. coming. Yeah. Bringing your barista knowledge. from San Diego. Yeah. Sorry I got negative about Starbucks for a second. Sorry I brought up maid cafes. We <laughs> all have things all, to apologize lots of for. food for thought or yeah. <laughs> beans for thought. Yes. <laughs> it was very stimulating conversation. Ooh. That's not really. Is that coffee related? Oh, your brain was prickly. Listen, let's just go before you make any more mistakes. <laughs> Bye, everybody, and stay cozy. Bye.